Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Welcome to our series, Closer. I'm loving this series, and may I say, not only am I loving it, it's a series I've needed. You as well? It's been a crazy, crazy series. Uh, It's a series about a relationship, a relationship that we can have with God that's fully dynamic and personal. Imagine if we could have that, where we're talking and relating and experiencing one another the way we are right now. That's what this series is all about. As we talked last week about Moses, I, I love the passage in Exodus 33, 11. It says this, where the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. I don't know about you, but I want that relationship. That's the kind that I want to have with our God. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out a piece of paper and I'm going to give you two words and we're going to call them column A, column B. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two words and I simply want you to write down, uh, don't think, think about it too long. Um, Simply write down, am I A or am I B? So the first word will always be A, the second word will be B, okay? I think it'll make sense to you. So here's the first two words, margin, busyness. So if you have margin in your life, just write the word, just the letter A. If you have busyness, write B, okay? And we're gonna go through this rather quickly, so here we go. Slowness, hurry. Quiet, noise. Which one best describes you, A or B? Deep relationships, surface relationships. Time alone, time with others. Delight, distraction. Enjoyment, envy. Clarity, confusion. Gratitude, greed. Trust, worry. Contentment, discontentment, love, angst, joy, sadness, peace, anxiety, working from love, working for love. Now, here's my question. Which letter did you write down the most? (laughs) A or B? My guess, it's B. I I know it would be for me. You know, I'd like to believe, I mean, there's definitely times I would probably put the letter A down, but for the most of the time, it would be letter B. That's why we're in this series. You see, I think God has an incredible plan for our lives. I think God has an incredible purpose for our lives. And God wants us to experience that. But it happens as we began how many weeks ago on solitude. What does it really mean to have solitude with God? And so then the following week we said, okay, if we're going to have solitude, then we need to start slowing down. We have to. In a world that's jacked up, in a world that's flying by the seat of its pants, we need to slow down. But then when we slow down, we need to silent, if you will, silence our lives. Well, now we're going to talk about Sabbath. What does it really mean to have a day of Sabbath? 
What is God really wanting us to get out of Sabbath? I'm not talking about Sunday church, okay? I'm not talking about church being a piece of the pie and that somehow Sunday is fun day, okay? I'm talking about a Sabbath. What does it really mean that we experience Sabbath? So if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to go to Hebrews 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And this is a passage of Scripture that doesn't get a lot of attention when we talk about Sabbath. But I think it's one of the most pointed and one of the most significant passages when we talk about Sabbath. So Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in the sixth verse. Here's what it says. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest... Now, if you were to look at the previous verses, it talks about the Sabbath. It talks about what God established. And so I'm just picking up now uh, as the writer is looking back at those verses saying, therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest because some didn't, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go into the rest because of their disobedience, watch this, God again set a certain day, calling it today. In other words, God is still calling us to take a Sabbath. He's telling us historically there's people who, who just didn't get it. There's people who didn't want to obey it. And so God now says it's still today. It's right now. You can experience it right now. He goes on to write, This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. I, I just want to reference that for a moment because that's my prayer. I think there's a lot of stubbornness, if I could say. I think there's a lot of hard-heartedness when it comes to the Sabbath. And, and I get it. We've been running at an alarming pace. I mean, people are tired. Uh, people are beat down. And I think that creates a sense of, you know, I, I just don't have time. And our, and our natural tendency when we hear the word Sabbath is to want to push back. But the Bible just said what? If you hear God's voice today, that's my hope. My hope this weekend, when you hear this message, that when you hear it, you won't harden your heart. You, you won't just push it away. But I think today God could do something very beautiful in this moment. Now look at verse 8. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. But then he says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. And he goes back to creation. The Bible says six days he created, the seventh he what? He rested. Well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Verse 11 let us, this is a key verse, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. If you like to write in your Bibles, I would encourage you to either underline that, that verse or circle it. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Wow. Wow. By the way, if you were to go on, this is where we have that famed verse, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Wow, talk about a moment 
in time where the writer literally says all about the Sabbath and then says, by the way, look at God's word. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will cut through. In other words, you need to take God's word serious here. This is an important, an important passage and an important message. Now, I want to come back to that. Notice that verse in verse 11. Make every effort to enter into Sabbath. You know, there's kind of an irony to that. If you think about it, we're going to have to work hard to rest well. I just find that amazing. But why would he say that? And here's why. Because entering into the Sabbath isn't our norm. Especially in this day and time. This is not something we're used to. This is not something we do, if you will, out of habit. It's something we struggle with. In other words, it's going to take incredible discipline. For us to enter in, to understand what it means to Sabbath. And by the way, may I add to that? We need to get this. I mean, we need Sabbath more than anything. You know, Jesus said this in Mark 2. The Sabbath was made to benefit us. The Sabbath was made to benefit us. It was given to us by God for our good, for our gain. If you like to write things down, the word Sabbath in Hebrew is the word Shabbat, okay? And it means not only to cease and to stop, because a lot of people, they just stop there, if you will, when they define it. But if you go a little deeper, it actually means to delight. The word Sabbath, this Shabbat, is, if you will, to delight. In fact, oftentimes it is translated, I love this, to celebrate, I just love that. Hence the name of our church. Mm -hmm. You see, it's supposed to be a day where God captivates our attention. Think about that. It's a day where God captivates our attention, where we come alive fully to our family, to our friends. Now watch this. No to-do lists. The phone is off. The emails are closed. No buying, no selling of any kind, just a day, I love this, where we accomplish absolutely nothing and we have no guilt about that. Wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) That's why it's called the Sabbath. But then God says this in Genesis 2, in the very beginning, and I don't want you to miss this because this is significant. As we talk about Sabbath, in the very beginning of creation, the Bible says that God created for six days, then he rested, he created the Sabbath. And the Bible says this, he blessed it and declared it holy. Now, I want to quickly highlight that. And then I want to go back to what Jesus said. I want to give you a couple benefits to the Sabbath. But, But I want you to write these words down the word blessed, all right? It's pronounced Barak, just like our former president, okay? Blessed. But here's the key. It's used only three times. It's only used three times by God. Now, the first is, it says he blessed the animal kingdom. 
And the word blessed means he blessed it and said what? Be fruitful and multiply. Then he blessed the human kingdom and said to Adam and Eve, he blessed them and said what? Be fruitful and multiply. And then the third time he blessed the Sabbath and it means the same thing, to be fruitful and multiply. Now, let me help you with that. It just seems kind of crazy because we think of procreation, right? Uh, when it comes to animals, when it comes to humans, but that's exactly what God wanted for the day. You see, God literally said this, that the Sabbath has life-giving potential. That's why he blessed it. That it was to fill up our own personal world with life. It's a day that God refills us with energy, with creativity, with vision, with strength, with optimism, with hope, with clarity. Anybody want that? That's why God blessed it. That that day, this day would be fruitful. That this day would multiply your life. It would increase your life in number. Wow. But then God said, I declare it holy. Now, this is really crazy because it's the word kadash, if you will. And it has a more weighty, if you will, serious meaning because holy is only used in reference to God. Did you know that? For the Lord God is holy. Of course, Peter would then say later on when he would write that we're to be holy because God is holy. That, that's what our likeness to be like. But the first time we ever read the word holy in Scripture, you ready for this? It's not in reference to God. It's in reference of the Sabbath. God declares it, the Holy One declares this day to be holy. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about time. He declared the day holy in reference to time, how we will spend it. You see, God's not found in a place or space. He's found not in a temple or a top of a mountain. He's found in time and how we use that time when we slow down, when we take solitude, when we silence ourselves. It's a day where we breathe life in deeply. We drink from its well fully. We savor it each and every moment. That's what it means to Sabbath. Hence our series, Closer. Anybody here want to say we need that? We need that. It's blessed. It's blessed of God to multiply our lives, to fill our lives beyond anything we could fathom, that it would overflow. And then he said, it's holy. But that will be determined how we spend it. And so I want to give you two benefits. And before we jump in, talk to me. What, what's prompting? What's going through your minds right now? Wow, I'm, <clears throat> I'm just thinking that, you know, all those words captivate, refill, come alive, uh, all those kind of action words, they only come because of solitude and slowing down and being silent and taking the Sabbath. And it is so hard to do that. But uh, as I've been trying to do that and sit and be silent, 
all of a sudden, I feel when I get there, when I get when there's kind of nothingness in there, you guys are always accused of being able to think about nothing. But to block all that out, there's a euphoria in, in that moment when you can really think about nothing. And it's a beautiful thing. And you really feel like, I've got goose pimples now, just <laughs> when, when you, you feel like you've entered exactly where God wants you to be. Yesterday, I was in my devotions, it struck me, um, it's out of 2 Thessalonians 3, it says, it says, we're always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation. Then he says this, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy. So he's talking about, we're created to be in God's image, we're created to be holy, but we can't do that without being a part of what God said was holy, his Sabbath. I can't do it apart from that. The only way I can become in the image of God is to be a part of what he created, his Sabbath. That's the only way I can do it. I can't do it apart from that. What is it about us to think that we can water our lawn and not hook the, the hose up to the hydrant? No, we'd say, well, you can't. Yet we try to do it with our lives all the time. We, we want to be our lives to be a refreshment. We want our lives to be a cool drink, if you will. We want our lives to satisfy a thirst in our marriage and with our children, correct? But we're not willing to hook up to the hydrant. That's where the living springs of water flow from. And yet we won't even take time. That's what you said earlier. We have filled, quote, the Sabbath with our stuff. It's become our day. Now, we might give God an hour. <laughs> That's how people think about it. But we have filled it with our agendas, not with God's agenda for us. I'm, I'm guilty of this, thinking about what my plans are for the weekend and, and creating that to-do list and, and that I don't feel like I've accomplished anything or I've done, you know, I've, I've met my, my objective for the weekend. And it's, it's, it's shifting that mindset from what is it that I want to do to what is it that, that you'll have me do? In Hebrews 11, it says, enter, enter into God's rest for the Sabbath. And I'm, I take a visual and go, I enter into church, I enter into my bedroom, I enter into the library, I enter into a store. And it's right there, it's telling me to enter into his rest. You know, it's a place, it's a place, it's his hand that he wants me to come hang out in. I wanna give you two of those benefits when Jesus said that the Sabbath was for our benefit. And so the first one is, if you write it in, here it is. It's God's cure for my fatigue. It's God's cure for my fatigue. And can we just agree, we're fatigued. Mm -hmm. You look at our world today and people are just tired. Mm -hmm. Are they not? According to Inc. Magazine, 62% of Americans, two-thirds, say they've already feel burned out or on the verge of it. Two thirds. And precisely why I believe Monday has become dear Lord and why Friday has become thank God is because we don't get Sabbath. Listen to the words of A.J. Savota. The Sabbath has largely been forgotten by the church. I mean, he's not even talking about, you know, the world. He's talking about God's people. It's not as though we do not love God. We just do not know how to sit with him anymore. Thus, watch what he says, we have become perhaps the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in history. 
And I think he's right. Uh, finish this. All work, no play makes Jack a doll boy. See, that is so wrong. All work, no play makes Jack a dead boy. You know what I mean? Doll, my goodness. And yet the Bible says in Psalm 127, God wants his loved ones. I, I just love that. First of all, he loves us. He wants this. He wants his loved ones to get proper rest. That's why he created the Sabbath. It was his respite for our souls. Experts tell us that rest actually increases productivity, not running. And yet turning to speed is what we think we need. And yet God said, no, it's the Sabbath. See, I get it. I get it. Every day, hundreds of things clamor for my attention. And as a human being, can I tell you what my natural response is? Well, I need to respond to those. I need to attend to them. But the wise, the Bible says, understand that the key to this is first this. It's not running to this. It's resting in this. That's the key. And so I like to say it this way. I need to start with my employer, not my employees. That's where I need to start. Psalm 127, it is useless to rise early and go to bed late. It is useless and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know, I love these words, don't you know God enjoys giving rest to those he loves? You know, I read, a, I read about a survey that cited the happiest people on earth. This, this might surprise you. Did you know who was near the top of the list? The seventh day Adventist. Isn't that interesting? If you don't know who that is, that's a religious group of people that are committed to keeping the Sabbath. That's how their entire denomination is set up. Here's what the survey noted. They live on average 10 years longer than any other American. Now, if you do the math, Sabbath being every seven days, okay, it adds up to exactly 10 years. No wonder why God blessed it. I don't know about you, in, in light of that survey, I'm going to take a Sabbath three days a week. I mean, that's just really good stuff, isn't it? There you go. Proverbs 14 says, a relaxed attitude. Do you know what he's talking about? A restful spirit, a restful life lengthens a man's life. Listen to the words of F.W. Robertson. I am more and more sure that by my own experience that the reason for the Sabbath lies deep in the everlasting necessity of human nature for our soul withers without it but thrives in proportion to it. God ordained one day in seven for us to unite without the usual daily distractions reminding us, I love this, he is not only our creator, but our redeemer. Aren't those good words? Those are great words. So the first benefit, God's cure for my fatigue. And so here's, here's what I want to encourage you. Treat yourself to the Sabbath. Give yourself God's gift. 
It's why he made it. It's why he blessed it and why he declared it holy. Let's talk about it. The thing that came to my mind right away was Psalm 23. Because then it says, the Lord's my shepherd. I have all that I need. And we normally know that one. But right behind it says, he lets me rest. That resting part in Meadows Greens. He leads me besides quiet streams. And the result, he renews my strength. So when I rest quiet, the things we've been talking about the last weeks, honoring the Sabbath, he guarantees he will renew my strength. Kind of as Jane was saying, when you're resting in his palm and you really feel like you're resting in his palm, now you're invigorated and now you can go take the hill. Take the hill for God. And now you can do it because he's given you rest. It makes me think of a song, uh, Refiner's Fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you. Um, Holiness is next to godliness, as they say, um, but it's hard for people to think that in rest, there's, it's fruitful. Rest is quite fruitful, so it's something that we need to do more of. I'm old enough that I grew up in a time when things weren't open on Sundays at all, you know, kind of thing, and then there's a whole kind of perception about that. And now I look at the fact that we have become a world that's not 24-6, it's 24-7, and I see the results of how much energy people need to consume on the inside because there's nothing from the inside giving them that. I mean, the amount of energy drinks, the amount of mm. coffee shops, and all the amount of caffeine and uh, plethora of that kind of stuff never existed before because we don't have it on the inside. So now we have, to, we have to consume it to keep us going because we don't have that. We're fatigued all the time. The busyness never stops, really. You think it, 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 just taking the time to put down your phone, can you do it for 10 minutes? I mean, I catch myself when I'm trying to do, you know, this series has been so rewarding in just, and each building block each week and putting that into practice. Last week, just take a minute and think about the greatness of God. And that's, that's a challenge. And it's been, um, it's been good to really practice each day. But I find myself challenged in the one minute of not even glancing at the phone. And that's, uh, that's how we've been accustomed to growing up. I, re I remember that when things were closed on Sunday, but we've seen that slow erosion in our culture where every minute you have to be productive. And, um, and that's totally contrary to what God wants us to do. Here's the second benefit. And I want you to write it down. Here it is. It's God's channel to growing my faith. It's not only God's cure for my fatigue, but it's God's channel for growing my faith. Now, let me put these two together because there's two kinds of fatigue. There's physical and we need it, hence why he gave us the Sabbath. But there's also the spiritual and the most lethal is actually the spiritual. And most people miss this. See, I, I don't want you to miss this. See, we cannot and we better not undervalue the need, now watch this, of God's anointing in and on our lives. Let, let me say it again. We have to really come to grips to understanding what it really means to be anointed in the Spirit, to have God's anointing on our lives. When we understand the Sabbath, God will give us everything we need to accomplish more in six days than we could ever think we could accomplish in 60 days. 
when we understand the anointing and, and the power of the Sabbath. You see, God's Spirit makes us more creative, insightful, focused, intuitive, and just plain stronger. And if we're not regularly operating in that Spirit, expecting, if you will, and experiencing that Spirit, it's probably, you ready for this? It's probably because we've neglected God's designed pathway to receiving that anointing. And that's the Sabbath. So few people get that. The Sabbath is the game changer. Let me, let me put this, if you will, into context for you. I'm going to say a name that I think most of us love. Chick-fil-A. Can, can someone give me an amen? Amen. I, I, I want to read to you the words of Truett Cathy, the founder and CEO. Okay? It, it's amazing words. Now remember, Chick-fil-A takes the Sabbath. Nowhere in the world, wherever Chick-fil-A is, are they opened on the Sabbath. Now listen to these words. Our decision to close on Sunday was our way of honoring God, not taking a day off. It was our way of honoring God and directing our attention to things more important than our business. If it, he goes on to say, if it took seven days to make a living with a restaurant, we need to be in some other line of work. Through the years, I have never wavered from that position that we're going to honor God and we're not going to be open on the Sabbath. Now watch this. In 2017, Business Insider, Chick-fil-A generates more revenue per restaurant than any other fast food chain in the United States. Now here's where it gets crazier. They not only generate more revenue per restaurant, they have half the restaurants. Chick-fil-A has 2,100 okay, restaurants throughout the United States. Compared to McDonald's, who has 14,100, Taco Bell, who has 6,300, and KFC, which has 4,100 restaurants. Now, give or take one or two. And yet Chick-fil-A generates more annually than any other restaurant, and they're half the size. You want to write something down? God honors those who honor him. God honors those who honor him. This is why David wrote, I was glad when they told me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's why St. Augustine wrote these words, our hearts will find no rest until they truly rest in you. It's why Isaiah the prophet wrote, Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do. Don't follow your own desires. Then the Lord will give you great honor and satisfy you. Wow. I'm perplexed because you say the Sabbath is to honor God. And I'm thinking to myself, how do I really honor God? I've been a Christian half of my life and I'm godly. Am I? I ask myself. And so, again, this has challenged me. Any of us who are married, if, if 
all I did was go see my wife once a week for an hour, that would not be honoring her mm. in any aspect. And yet we think that by coming to church one hour a week, we honor God. That is not the case at all. It's honoring him with the first of everything, which includes the Sabbath and putting it aside. And as you said, not letting it be the catch-all day. Everything I didn't get done, the rest of us, I catch it all or I start to get a, a head jump, jump ahead on the next week. No, stop everything, set it aside and just really honor him, spend time with him in any relationship. That'd be important, but especially with God. I love this verse in, in Proverbs 16, 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. And so um, each morning, um, here's the battle. In the evening, I'm thinking about the next day and all that I need to accomplish. And it's like, wait a second, you know, we're learning to slow down and, uh, and, and it's, it's not my day. It's, it's God, what do you have planned for me today? Let me commit to that plan and uh, accomplish what you want me to do, not what I want to do. And uh, so that um, probably the last couple of weeks, I've been praying that every morning so that I'm not caught up in the anxiety, the words you use, the anxiety and the worry that wants to overwhelm me. And it's like, I'm just going to commit this day to you. And whatever you bring, I, I understand it's your plan. You know, I, w I wake up almost every day. I wake up between 4 and 4.30. I don't get up, but I wake up. And uh, I always kept on thinking, why the heck can I sleep all the way through, through to here? And, and so I started using that as prayer time from 4.30 to, and I found that I'd pray for maybe half hour, an hour, and I'd go back to sleep. But then when I w woke up, I'd be totally refreshed. <laughs> I say, wow, I did sleep well. And I, why? Because I think it's no surprise. I got God right in the middle there to first. And I think he was telling me all that time, put me first, put me first, put me first. And I'm going to give you the time to do that. Do it right there. You know, in the creation story, it starts with God working. In the beginning was God, and then he begins to create the six days. But then that seventh, we find him resting. And then God rested. Was he tired? I don't think so. He's God. There's something profound about that. But here's the, the thing I want you to pick up. The Bible says we are made in the image of God, right? And then the Bible says because we're made in that image, we're to mimic and mirror everything that God is and what God does. So God worked, right? We work. And then God rested and we don't. And we wonder where the problem is. You know, the last time that a society tried this, to abandon a seven-day week, the Sabbath. It was during the French Revolution. I don't know if you know this or not. They decided to switch to a 10-day work week because they believed it would heighten productivity. Do you know what the results were? Their, their economy crashed, the suicide rate skyrocketed, and all of the productivity went down dramatically. See, here's the deal. When we fight the Sabbath, we're actually fighting against the very grains of the universe. We're actually fighting against God himself. And when we fight against God, we, war, we wage war in our own souls. And it's no wonder we're tired. 
It's no wonder we're stressed. It's no wonder why we struggle. It's no wonder why we have road rage. It's no wonder why all of that. No wonder why in the wave of a virus, so many are responding and maybe reacting the way they are. Greater is he that is in us than any viruses in the world. My friends, nothing in life, nothing in life will ever satisfy apart from God. Nothing. The Sabbath is a big deal. I, I don't want us to play this off. And if we don't get it, we really don't get him. So here's what I'm encouraging us to do. Let's trust God. Let's take him at his word. What Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And by the way, can I tell you something about the commandment of the Sabbath? This is crazy. Of all the 10 commandments, one third of all the commandments deal just with the Sabbath. The Sabbath is an amazing deal. So let's trust God, let's take him in his word, and then let's treat ourselves with the gift. Let me say it this way. If we'll keep the Sabbath, I will guarantee you, the Sabbath will keep you. It just works that way. When we start with our employer, all the employee will follow. When we start with the word and keep it, our world will follow. I think it's time for us to take a Sabbath. You know, there are many benefits to keeping the Sabbath, but these two alone that we just talked about would change everything if we just trust God and treat ourselves to the Sabbath. I mean, let's be honest, people are tired, which means we're not trusting God in keeping the Sabbath. For as we just noted, it was God's cure for our fatigue. Remember the words of A.J. Savota? We have become the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in history. And yet the Bible tells us that God wants his loved ones to get proper rest. But now listen, the Sabbath wasn't meant to be a day off, but God's day on in us, alive to us. In other words, if you should sleep in, sit around doing nothing, but without God at the center of your life, we're not going to get the real rest we need. That's why these two benefits must be kept in tandem, for the Sabbath was also God's channel to growing my faith. Remember when I said there are two kinds of fatigue, physical and spiritual, and the most lethal is the spiritual. So don't just make it your fun day, but your Sunday, S-O-N day. Remember, honor God in it and throughout it, and he will restore our souls. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do. Don't follow your own desires. Then the Lord will give you great honor and satisfy you. We want to help you grow in your relationship with God to discover all that he has for you. So just text JOURNEY to 313131. And may I also encourage you not to isolate. Get into a group, a group that we call Life Group. Just text Life Group to 313131. To all you moms, again, may I simply hope and pray it's an amazing day. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, 
consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless.